Welcome to The Conscious Living Show with your host, Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce and her husband, Dr. Mark Pierce. The health of your sex life reflects the health of other aspects of your life. While this may not be the only factor, it certainly contributes to the degree you'll enjoy a well-rounded, healthy, happy, sexy life. Now, here is Dr. Nancy and Dr. Mark. Well, good morning, babe. This is, uh, we're... We're really rolling on our shows here now. I know. How did you sleep last night? Um, I slept great. Great. Yeah. You know, I listened to that that uh, intake line or the start of our show, and it says that your the health your health is a reflection of your sex life, or your sex life is a reflection, reflection of, of your health. health. Yes. Yes. Well, you must be very healthy. <laughs> I think I am. <laughs> I do think I am. How about you? How's your health? Well, it's mutual. <laughs> well, that's good. I don't think you're any healthier than me, right? Right. Exactly. <laughs> well, today we have a fun show. Um, you know, the Conscious Living Sexuality Show is all about waking up to your sexy life. And to gain more insights into uh, how to keep it spicy, how to keep it hot for the long haul, how to keep the communication going so that when there's little bumps in the road, as we know life offers, you've got some tools in your kit to help you, you know, fix that flat tire of your sex life. Well, guys have a tool that'll fix a sex life. <laughs> That's what they think. Because <laughs> they think it's all about their tool. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm just teasing. I well, think, no, men do really think that. That's oh, true. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, that's true. So, I think it's interesting that uh, couples meet, they're, they've got a lot of energy, and then that energy creates the bonds that they eventually use to agree to marriage and raising a family and, and uh, having a life together. So it's uh, definitely uh, hard when things get out of balance. It is. It is. And so we're, today we're going to talk about sexual appetites and how those may vary and how what, you know, uh, one of the most common questions I get is, am I normal? You know, people always want to know if they're normal, which is an interesting uh, concept all by itself. But the biggest complaint that I get from couples when I do counseling is how to deal with mismatched sexual appetites. So we're going to address that today. Excellent. So I love to do this because, you know, for me, uh, I, I feel so incredibly blessed by the relationship that we share and all that I've learned through 32 years of being with you. And... So it's it's really feels like a privilege when I get to share some of the some of the tricks that I've learned and the tools I've learned through my own experience, and then what my education in the doctorate program added to that. When I get to share that, I it's really quite a privilege. It's, it's nice, and like I said, uh, people usually meet and there's a lot of chemistry, and then sometimes things do get out of balance. And one of the things that <clears throat> is uh, the, the first step is for people to actually just acknowledge that they're out of balance. Right. So your oasis has a lot to do with how people could uh, discover that. It does. So let's let, let's review a little bit about what the oasis is because, you know, we, we've talked about that in numerous shows. And it really, for us, it's one of the key um 
communication tools that has really taken us through some challenging times in our relationship. And you can use it for any topic. That's really the great thing about it. Any topic that challenges you. So the OASIS is when you come together, you set aside some time. You you get some private time to just sit and face each other. You can be in chairs. You can be sitting on the bed or the floor. doesn't matter. But facing each other. All communication devices are off except for your mouth, eyes, and ears. <clears throat> and you, you give each other <clears throat> the undivided attention to really settle into the agreements of a safe place to be completely transparent, to reveal your deepest truths, and to feel trusted and trusting that anything you say won't be held against you. I think it's important as you get to reveal, it's really about revealing your truth, and you can't have any blame included. You're not trying to tell a person how you feel about them. You're trying to tell them how you're feeling yourself. Right. So you're right. You need, it does need to be a safe place, but you need to be aware of what that safety allows. Yes, and I think there's um, there's some really basic communication tools that I teach in, in the courses that I teach uh, regarding how to start your how to phrase your sentences, because if you're starting your sentences with "I feel," "I I want," "I'm concerned," "I need," those those really speak about your own personal truth and journey, and a person is much more likely to be able to hear you without the guard going up. But as soon as you start pointing the finger with words like you never, you always, you let me down, then that person is more likely to feel defensive. And that makes honest communication much more difficult. I think uh, let's write up a blog specifically on the Oasis and go over it on one of our segments of of the show. We should do a video. I think a video would be great where we sat and did, did that and people could see how we do it. And, and like, I mean, we, we do have a, a, an interesting uh, film coming out um, in the spring that will reveal the Oasis. Hopefully I'll be able to announce that soon. So that'll be exciting if that comes out to really show what the Oasis can do for people. But in the meantime, yeah, a blog or something that gives people some so direction. So we're out of balance. We're out of balance. Are we out of balance? We're out, no, we're not out of balance. Okay. But people are get out of balance. Okay. <laughs> so we get out of balance. So what kind of things let us know we're out of balance? How would you know if we were out of balance? Well, again, I think sometimes you don't, so you have to reveal because a lot of people will internalize that, and then it starts to become frustration. Yeah, yeah. And and I think it uh, can even lead into a little anger or resentment. People feel bound, especially with the monogamy relationship. Their sexual outlets, not exclusively, but with that other person, are exclusive. Right. They might have other ways to uh, relieve some sexual tension, but... But they, uh, but at least with partners, they're exclusive. Yes. Right, right, and and also I think the the feeling of being rejected, 
can come into it if you're you're asking for what you want and that that ask is being consistently rejected and you don't understand why the person is rejecting you they haven't you haven't sat in the oasis so that that person could really explain what they were feeling it's not hard to understand how stressful this could be right. on a relationship no for sure for sure no and i think you know we we know that in uh, marriage uh, breakups you know the root of those are often either sex or money or both so those are those are two places of power struggle and they're also the sexuality side of things that's really a basic human need and and so if that part isn't being nourished uh, a lot of other things can fall to the wayside it may make the other person a little bit more vulnerable to advances from the outside of their relationship as I think well. that certainly is true yes I think people do you know they're they're much more likely to uh, to be flattered by by other other options. So <clears throat> so what kind of things? When I ask couples, when I talk to them, I ask them to go back to a time that they had a great sex life, because most of the time couples had a great sex life at some point in time, right? I hope for that. Yeah. So if they go back to that time where they're having a great sex life, then perhaps they can rekindle some of those memories and some of those things that they did that sparked their interest with each other. And that's a, that's a nice thing to discuss in the Oasis is, really, you know, let's each bring, bring a memory forward that because sometimes it isn't what you do something new it's doing something that you used to do that you haven't done in a long time right a reenactment a reenactment those are great (laughs) i like those (laughs) so and then um try to identify when things changed and what might have been going on in your life because so often people get way down the road before they reveal what's really going on before they have that oasis conversation and it might be years or months where things have been out of balance so trying to identify when it, when it started and look at what was currently going on at that time was there an illness was there a child born was there a job change did you get angry you know did something happen and you had you got angry and you haven't resolved your own anger because anger undercurrent can really steal the life out of a relationship. I think that's a big one. Yeah, yes, that's a yeah. huge one. Because when once we get mad, if we don't resolve it and we don't have some kind of uh, solution for it, man, that can it's like a, a festering wound. Well, that could be revealed in the oasis as well. Yes. And I think that if you're with your partner, the person that you trust to have your back over all others. You have to be able to reveal these things. Otherwise, the relationship clearly isn't working. Right. If it isn't working, then sexual time is going to suffer for sure. So do you think that that's that's the bridge between sex and intimacy? Uh, You know, oftentimes people think that sex is just an act of some kind of physical behavior. And really, in a relationship, you're building an intimate bond which is a safe place a trusting place an honest place and when you can have that trust bond 
and you can say anything that you need to say within that, that builds the intimacy, which can enhance the sex. Well, I think in in a prior show, you said that safety is one of the prior uh, conditions for a, a lady to feel comfortable being sexual. Absolutely. So Absolutely. I think that that always continues to be true inside of a relationship. Yes. doesn't mean that that couldn't change itself. True. So, men, if you're listening, um, you know, you're, 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 if you're not getting what you want out of your sex life, really start, the first place to look is, does she feel safe? Is she feeling safe and honored in this relationship? Does she feel safe with me, um, with us? And uh, how's that working out for you? And I think it's also true for men. They need to feel respected. Definitely. I I agree with that. So we're going to take a little break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about how sexy doesn't have an expiration date and how to keep the sexual appetite variations um, really as an added spice instead of a detriment to a long-term relationship. Well, I want to see how you do this. <laughs> you do? Now you got me curious. Okay, good. I always like adding spice to things. Sometimes it makes you sweat. But, but yeah, ner- a little nervousness does pump up the adrenaline a little bit. Yes. All right, well, we're going to take a break and listen to some of our sponsors and how they feel about the show. Um, and when we come back, we're going to have more sexy doesn't have an expiration date time for you. We'll be right back. Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce offers a private practice in clinical sexology, relationship coaching, and is a health, intimacy, and communications specialist. Dr. Nancy is the CEO of ELR. Empower, love, and reawaken. Dr. Nancy passionately designs and facilitates global seminars and retreats for women and those who adore them. She focuses on women's health, teaching them about their body, right to pleasure, positive body image, and loving acceptance. Connect with Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce at drnsp.com. That's drnsp.com. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry, no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the Stay Dry Barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throes of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now. You are listening to The Conscious Living Show. To reach the doctors or their guest on the live show, feel free to call in to 1-866-613-1612 or send an email to Dr. Nancy at drnsp.com. Now, back to The Conscious Living Show. Welcome back to the Conscious Living Sexuality Show. And what I'd like to ask people is, when was your sex life amazing? What made it amazing? 
When did that change, if it did? And how often do you talk about sex and your sex life with your partner? Do you share fantasies, desires, experiences? So as we move into our next segment, talking about sex, he doesn't have an expiration date. These are all questions that I I invite you to ask yourselves and each other. Because when you're in this for the long haul, especially with a consensual monogamy agreement, you're really agreeing to being each other's fun sexual exploration place, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's why when you were asking all those questions, I was going to say in about an hour or (laughs) tonight. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Would you like to have a conversation? I think if you look forward, if you're looking forward instead of backward too, it also is helpful. But that's a process. You know, people who are struggling obviously are not looking forward and they don't have the banter and things start to struggle in all areas. Right. So, you know, when you said sexy doesn't have an expiration date, I always think about, okay, I'm getting older, so i got to stay sexy. I don't have an expiration date. But I think today it almost is about the relationship. Yes. The sexy doesn't have an expiration date is about the evolution of the relationship. And that doesn't mean that it has to, that sex has to expire inside the relationship. I I really hope for people that it doesn't because, you know, sex energy, as I say over and over again, and all my colleagues say, sex energy is life energy. And when we shut off that vitally important aspect of our life, of our being human, we shut off so much else that's really critical. So many people are jealous of me right now. Are they? <laughs> I hope not. I hope that they're just getting their own sex energy Feeling energetic, fired up. Dear. Yes. Okay. I am. I am fired up. And, and I think that, you know, going back to our first segment, both, both couple in a couple relationship, both parties need to know what's going on and they need to have a safe space to express themselves. And then the other gets to also say why they might not be feeling good. And maybe there's a healthcare reason or there's an explanation that would make the person less defensive. That is the first step towards improving the relationship. Do you think that people really know what to expect? I mean, I think a lot of men, um, when they get older and their sexuality starts to change, they're, they're caught off guard because nobody's talked to them about that. Nobody's really had an honest conversation about how your sexuality changes and that this can be a positive um, evolution you man I think men as they get older they become much better lovers than when they were young because when they're young they're so they're so testosterone driven and maybe a little bit more penis centric and when they get older they become more pleasure based and more connection based and heart based and I think that for women, you know, that's when women, I think that's when sex really blossoms. I'm so glad you said that. Are you? Yes. It, uh, <laughs> well, I think I tell yeah. you often enough, <laughs> you are the king for many reasons. <laughs> right. um, are you blushing now? A little bit. Yes. <laughs> 
So one of the things that, that I think is important to do is when you feel like there's a lull in your sexual time in your relationship is to, um, to, to have uh, set up that oasis and create a date night. Now, one thing that we've talked about before is doing a consent checklist. Because if you're, if you're looking to add something new to your relationship, to the sex life part of your relationship, sometimes creating a wildly uh, varied sex consent list is a fun way for you to kind of see what your partner might be contemplating or open to. And uh, do you have any experience with that, Mark? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever done that? <laughs> well, it was a fun night watching you just look down the list and check off yes or no or maybe or no way. No way. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Not going to happen. <laughs> but those things evolve, right? Well, I think it's that in itself is sexual play. Yes. Just getting to know where your partner is. And you, if you ask things that you're not interested in, then... It still puts them on the spot, and you get a little bit of adrenaline, and it's fun. And then if it's not checked off as a uh, enthusiastic yes, there's no disappointment. You're just probing. You're just kind of saying, hey, what are you interested in? Maybe I'm interested in that. It doesn't have to be that I want this to happen. Yeah, oftentimes you just want to be able to reveal it. That, that have a conversation about it. I think that's probably one of the common questions I get from men is, how do I get my wife to, and then fill in the blank? So they, they want her to do something. I, uh, the big one is, how do I get my wife to have sex with somebody else? And, um, you know, if you've been in a consensually monogamous relationship and your wife agreed to consensual monogamy with you, that's kind of a, that's kind of a wild shot in the dark. That's right. kind of one of those zero to 60 questions. Right, right. So I generally um, encourage men to talk about fantasies, to maybe watch some porn that depicts the fantasy he has, and to see how she responds to it, see if it's even something she wants to talk about. Because if you, if you ask a person to do something with their body, and they haven't even thought about it or fantasized about it, they they might feel a little violated by that request or pressured by that request. Well, again, that's why you probe to see where their interests are. I bet you if, if you're thinking, wow, I'd like to spice up my life a little bit here, and you ask your partner and they give you some suggestions, one or two or three of those suggestions are going to be interesting to you, too, and you already have a head start. Yes. <laughs> good. It's good to have a head start. So you can so you can do these consent checklists, and then if there's anything on the list that that you both have thought, well, this might be kind of fun to try, you can set up a date night to to explore that new idea, and so you can take turns setting that up so that it keeps the anticipation of something new with your partner on the table. I think and to, having something to anticipate 
you know, think back to when you were dating, think back to when you were first together. There was so much anticipation that kept your sex energy high that if you've lost that anticipation, you don't feel like there's anything new to anticipate or anything on the table that you want to have happen to anticipate, it loses you lose some luster for for your sex life. So keeping that anticipation on the table periodically, it even I, I don't expect that anybody has this going 24/7. That would be exhausting. Those early relationships can be quite exhausting. But if if you can spark it up periodically with a little bit of anticipatory energy, then you know then you, you get you're back in the game. One of the things you've done on uh, some of our uh, teaching expeditions was to do the fantasy uh, letter where one person starts off and another person continues. That might be a fun uh, challenge for a couple who's trying to spice it up. Yeah, I've I've actually um, suggested that to many couples is to create a mutual um, uh, erotic story where one person says a sentence and then the other person picks up and carries it and you go back and forth and you really can start to dive in, you know, give about 20 minutes to do this because it takes a while for people to warm up to the idea of getting in and you start to open up your fantasy box and those things start to come rolling out and you, it's hilarious. It's, it's enlivening and it sparks it sparks that creative juice, which is where our sex energy is. If if you if you've studied yoga at all and you know the chakras at all, the sacral chakra is where sex sexuality is and sex energy, and that's also the source of creation and creativity. So if you know if if your creativity if your creative juices have drop down perhaps you need to spice up your sex life and watch the creative juice flow it always works better too if you're thinking about your partner's needs more than your own Uh uh-huh so i think in that in that game if people reveal and you listen carefully you you have a better idea of how to meet your partner's needs yes and then you won't feel rejected you won't feel bad and it's almost always going to be fun you know, I think that's a big key here is to uh, spend more time looking to learn about your partner's fantasies and your partner's desires and less time trying to get your own needs met because you will your needs will be met when your partner's having pleasure. You know, oftentimes we we want our partner to be spicy and so we think we know what they want or we want to try something with them <clears throat> and oftentimes it, it, that can backfire so yeah. finding out what turns your partner on get them turned on and chances are that's going to turn you on too and once the energy is there <clears throat> things do tend to escalate yes they do yep you never know you you might open pandora's little box <laughs> yeah and then climax <laughs> And then climax. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a little break. When we come back, we have um, we're going to talk a little bit about how this uh, concept of sexual appetites fits into the Me Too movement, and how to keep yourself in the game and out of trouble. Do you like that idea? 
Absolutely. Yeah, because I think men always want to know how to stay out of trouble. How to get into trouble and how to get out of it. Exactly. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, the Me Too and You and Sexual Appetites. Mystery Vibe is where the best of humanity and technology combust into your pleasure. Personalized, the world's first body-adapting vibrator. Crescendo adapts, bends, wraps, and vibrates in your every curve and crevice. Use solo, duo, trio, or more. And with an app control that commands your pleasure across 12 presets. Oh, and you can even make your own vibration. Crescendo is adored by all, from feminists to Forbes. Go to mysteryvibe.com now for your pleasure. Personalized. Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce offers a private practice in clinical sexology, relationship coaching, and is a health, intimacy, and communications specialist. Dr. Nancy is the CEO of ELR. Empower, love, and reawaken. Dr. Nancy passionately designs and facilitates global seminars and retreats for women and those who adore them. She focuses on women's health, teaching them about their body, right to pleasure, positive body image, and loving acceptance. Connect with Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce at drnsp.com. That's drnsp.com. Stay tuned in and turned on to a sexual evolution here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. You are listening to The Conscious Living Show. To reach the doctors or their guest on the live show, feel free to call in to 1-866-613-1612 or send an email to Dr. Nancy at drnsp.com. Now, back to The Conscious Living Show. Welcome back to The Conscious Living Sexuality Show. Are you having fun, dear? I'm always, I always have fun during these shows. This is like my week highlight. I like it because I learn a lot. Do you? Yes. I, I learned <clears throat> that now that sexy doesn't have an expiration date, doesn't just pertain to an individual. It oh. pertains to a relationship. Excellent. And they do have a life of their own. They do. And the communication is key, and you need a safe place to speak, which is your oasis. Mm-hmm. And if you apply these tools you'll really start to see some important changes. And I think I'm going to make up another consent form for you. <laughs> I think oh, I might have boy. some new questions. Yeah? Yes. Well, that's, you know, that's good if we always have new questions for each other. Yes, if people <clears throat> come to the blog site, maybe they'll see some of those. Okay. Because they're kind of generic. I'm probing. Yeah. With my mind. With your, with mind. your mind. Sapiosexuals here. Yes. No, no other probings <clears throat> yet. Well, I think that's important is to keep keep probing each other for information. Keep uh, trying to learn more about your partner. If if you uh, if anybody thinks that they know everything there is to know about their partner, I think they've they've lost the insight that we're all a work in progress. We're all evolving and we're all changing all the time. So you have to stay tuned in and curious about each other because that's the fascinating thing about being in these long-term relationships is that you get to watch this evolution of this other total human being, and it's uh, it's fascinating. It is the <clears throat> first step. Uh, the next segment on the Me Too uh, portion of your show does reflect back into this uh, probing. You know, you want, you want to do it 
consciously, you want to do it respectfully, and then um, that is how you get consent to proceed. I think the the hookup culture is struggling with this concept because if you're in a hookup environment where all you're doing is swiping right and hooking up with a stranger to have sex, and you have to really have some quick assessment skills in communication. You have to be able to discern whether you have an enthusiastic yes for everything that you're asking that person to do with you. So it's not just a a blanket uh, enthusiastic yes for everything that you're thinking if you haven't brought those thoughts into open conversation. And so for me, that would be the key in any kind of hookup situation is that you really break it down. And, you know, people say, well, do I have to ask permission for everything I'm doing uh, in a hookup situation? Absolutely. What? You're making me think of my consent form (laughs) (laughs) and all the questions that I want to ask you about what you're comfortable with. And we're in a relationship. So you can imagine that if you're not in a relationship, how much more likely there is going to be confusion about what's going on. Yes. You know, and even sometimes it deteriorates to, to you know, something that's more awful. Well, when you think about the idea of, of having sex, you know, when I say have sex, my little thought bubble has a certain list of things in it. When you say it, that thought bubble might be very different. And if we know nothing about each other, other than we've agreed to come together to have sex, man, there's just a kind that's like a land, a minefield of landmines that could go off if we're not using our voice, using our words to ask, using our skills to read body language. Um, Really, you have to be tuned in. Otherwise, there's going to be a lot of misunderstandings. Things are changing so fast. People are a little bit disrupted, I think, by the by the changes. And I think these changes, what I was trying to point out is, is that they're true inside of a relationship and they're true outside of a relationship. So we get to practice inside and outside of our relationship to try to understand more clearly what we're saying and what other people are hearing. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, you know, we, we can do this every day in terms of being a, asking a person when we run into people in public or we meet, meet up with people, if we've been accustomed to being a hugger, which I am, I have learned, I've had to retrain myself to learn to ask, may I hug you, rather than just reaching out for a hug. And that's been a big challenge for me because I've always been a hugging person. And it's made me more aware of just giving the other person the option to say yes or no. And then if they say no, to really be gracious about thank you so much for sharing your truth with me. It's really simple. But but so often we feel rejected and we go into our own storytelling about how we're not worthy and that just creates more angst within ourselves and it doesn't solve the problem so we really have to learn about this rejection concept 
And so what's happening with women um, who are needing to be more um, open, openly the inviter? What do you think is going to happen with that? Well, I think that's just part of the evolution is that men are going to learn how to say no thank you as much as women. How easy is that for you as a man to say, to turn a woman down? Well, I think most men are going, well, that won't happen very often. <laughs> <laughs> they might be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think most men probably feel that way because it's not been that way very often. So when you've, so when a guy gets an open invitation, it's a, uh, it's like, yeah, it's an open door. But I know some guys out there in jobs that where they're getting, and they're getting aggressive invitations all the time, and they they do have they do reject, and it's very difficult for them. It's just as hard for them to turn down advances as it is women. Men, fortunately, have been have been raised to be more assertive with their um, with that part of their process. But well, that's part of the change, I think, is that women now are learning if they <clears throat> if they ask for what they want, then they're making it very clear what they what they're interested in, and they're not waiting for the other person to make suggestions. So they're revealing, and I think that it's going to go from guessing to reveal. Yeah. So if you're out there, you're going to have to get better at revealing what you want. So when your sexual appetite, what do you do if your sexual appetite starts off hot with somebody and it suddenly turns cold? How do you handle that? Move on to the next one. <laughs> yeah, learn how to learn how to say, well, that was fun. <clears throat> I got to go. <laughs> of course, if you're married, it's uh, a little different. Yeah, is it? Yes. Yeah, so Why? Do I have an obligation? Well, I, I would never say it that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, careful. I'm getting nervous over here. <laughs> <laughs> well, what? But what if? What if I? What if? One of us has a uh, feels deflated in our in our interaction, and our, and and it and we change mood or we change mode. We have to be able to say that, right? I think so. I mean, things aren't always going to be balanced perfectly. Right. It's going to be waxes and wanes and energy and different stresses and things like that they have to be understood especially with inside of a relationship and most of the time when it's outside of a relationship though that won't survive and i think we have to we have to always be careful with assumptions about universal appetites expecting that everybody else has the same appetites i do they have the same desires um i i like to play with words and so one of the um the proclivity or preference versus perversion. <laughs> so um, we might do a show on that where we just talk about uh, sexual preferences and and how that <clears throat> how those can be so varied and varied at different times and and how to how to own our own sexual uh, proclivities and how to express them in that safe oasis. And how to accept hearing uh, some maybe some new preference or or idea that our partner has without shaming them or guilting them or judging them. I think that's really really critical because we do teach people how honest they can be with us by how we respond 
to their truths. I think as time goes on, if you're talking to each other, you're really looking for common ground, but you don't want to be guessing. You don't want to be guessing where's the common ground, what what are you interested in, what am I interested in. If you express something that you're really excited about and and I'm not as interested, I mean, guys are used to that too. We express (laughs) things all the time and don't get interest, so it already is starting to go back and forth in terms of the conversation. But try to find the places where you already have common ground, where there's curiosity, but perhaps not explored. Yeah, and I think a lot of times you can have you can have a curiosity and you can explore it in a way that's non-threatening. You know, if a person has a, a curiosity about uh, having a threesome, um, I would say buy a Sibian. And use the Sibian as the third person, as a third party. It can give you the same thrills to watch your partner, and yet there's no additional uh, adding of a another human and the complications of that. That's a great idea. Yeah. So there's lots of ways to approach these ideas that are healthy and add to the the uh, the sexual longevity of a relationship. I think after you introduce something like that hey let's uh, explore the use of a Sibian whoever makes that suggestion needs to be patient with the answer yes it doesn't mean that if you don't get the answer that you want right that moment enthusiastically especially in a relationship that that won't also stir some curiosity that will reveal itself at a later date all right, we're going to take a little break. We've got one more segment and lots of more, lot more skills and tools and communication ideas for you. We'll be right back. Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce offers a private practice in clinical sexology, relationship coaching, and is a health, intimacy, and communication specialist. Dr. Nancy is the CEO of ELR. Empower, love, and reawaken. Dr. Nancy passionately designs and facilitates global seminars and retreats for women and those who adore them. She focuses on women's health, teaching them about their body, right to pleasure, positive body image, and loving acceptance. Connect with Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce at drnsp.com. That's drnsp.com. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. You're listening to the Sexy Lifestyle Talk Radio Network. You are listening to The Conscious Living Show. To reach the doctors or their guest on the live show, feel free to call in to 1-866-613-1612 or send an email to Dr. Nancy at drnsp.com. Now, back to The Conscious Living Show. Welcome back. This is the Conscious Living Sexuality Show, and Mark and I have been having a great time talking about sexual appetites. What do you think? Are you are you hungry? Well, it makes me think 
practice, practice, practice. <laughs> Darn! <laughs> I think that, uh, again, your show is great because it emphasizes communication. And I keep discovering little differences between dating and a mature relationship. Okay. And when you're doing consent in a dating relationship, it's more real time. You're trying to find out what that person's currently interested in. And so you do a little informal oasis. You ask consent or you express desires and see how they are received. Okay. You do the same thing in a mature relationship, but you can be more patient for the answer. You don't have to have an answer right away. You can plant the seed and see if it starts to mature in itself. And then that uh, interest that wasn't even a consideration in your partner can mature and perhaps blossom out at a later date. So that does show us the difference between an ongoing relationship and something that's just occurring. And um, the next statement kind of is another example of that because, you, you know, as we're in a mature relationship, we do want to be an example for our kids. Yes. Definitely. And and we, you and I have talked to, over the years about how we would tell our kids something or we would have a conversation and then it would be six months or a year later we would see it the light bulb go on. I think you need to clarify what that might be about. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that would have to do with anything. You know, it's like just a... a, a talk about their cars or school or plant some kind of seed in terms of parenting. And I think that's that's exactly what I wanted to get to is that you have to plant the seeds and watch them mature. And so you have to really plant those seeds very early and keep it very simple and basic. And then they will, they will mature. They're going to get curious. They are going to ask questions and those questions will reveal we we know that children have a sexual appetites they have appetites for knowledge they have appetites for experience they're curious because sex is a biologic birthright and so children will start to explore their pleasure now par- parents we have to remember that our beliefs around sexuality are are taught to us via culture, religion, parents, etc. But little tiny kids, they're just into the pleasure of their body. They don't connect uh, self-pleasure, touching their genitals, how good it feels, to sex. That, that's not their connection. They're just connecting it to physical pleasure. So we, we have to remember not to place our our judgments and our our bias on their experience. I think that's critical. And then as our children grow older, um, up, you know, into the, when we're having conversations with them, because kids will ask questions, especially if you have an open relationship with your children, they will ask you questions about their body and, and changes and sex. They'll see animals. They'll, you know, they have questions. So uh, one of the first things I suggest to parents is that when your child asks you a question, ask them a question back to get a little more information about what they already know about the question they asked and the direction that they're thinking. Because you want to 
clue into their curiosities and you want to give them some good solid information but you don't necessarily want to implant new curiosities that they might not be ready for you know it's like that's how you become age appropriate yes you you do a little survey of where they're at and what they're what they're thinking right excellent Mm -hmm. right that's i think that's that's really important because sometimes we get as as sex educators and sex positive parents we want to make sure our kids are fully armed with all the information and it might be too much for their little brains to, to handle at once so we want to give them little bits that are age appropriate then once kids get into teen years, the last person they want to talk to about their their sexuality is their parents. They'll talk to each other. They'll talk to a stranger. They don't want to talk to their parents, and they certainly don't want to hear about our sex lives. So the best way to have conversations with your teens is to have it in a more general way. Um, share an article. Watch they're they're watching YouTube's. Watch a TED talk. Watch something that sparks conversation about something that isn't personal about them that brings it into talking about concepts and curiosities and concerns they might have answer those but you can keep it in a general impersonal way that they're getting information without having to reveal about their own personnel sexual curiosities or experience invaluable rides in the car truly you know when you have the kids of course they probably have their earplugs and listen to music but you can't have good conversations on long rides if you're driving with uh, one one of your children and i think it's important for parents to make time without electronics you know it we, we all have to learn how to monitor our electronics, um, me included. And so if you want to have a conversation with somebody, and like the Oasis, you can do that with your kids, is to say, you know, dinner time, all electronics are go, on, go in your bedrooms. We're having dinner in the dining room so that it's not even nearby. And, you know, give it a half hour, you know, where everybody is electronic free have electronic free days uh, a day of the week where you're outside you go someplace you go in the car without your electronics it might be torture but if it's torture that'll give you a clue about what the addiction level is to these devices you don't have to use the airport mode only when you're in an airport right (laughs) airplane mode airplane mode that's right So, you know, understanding that um, our communication, you know, the oasis that we create with each other is really important to teach our children how to do that and to create that oasis with our kids so that they feel comfortable telling us things that they might fear judgment or shaming about and that we don't do that. Because I can tell you, just like with it in a couple, as soon as you reveal something that you've had a hard time revealing and you feel judged or you feel like somebody is angry with you or ashamed of you, you're gonna withhold information from that person. Because the last thing we want to be is in a relationship with somebody that's judging us. Right. Absolutely. Yes. And 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 what's that saying? Um, blame and shame don't create change. The only thing that they change is the communication and the openness that that person will reveal to you. It's not going to change their behavior. 
or who they are. Absolutely. So, all right, do you have any more questions, Mark? Do you, you know, you, you sometimes like to interview me. Um, do you have any more questions about sexual appetites that you've got any kind of burning question for me? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I like putting you on the spot. Well, that's huh? a little bit on the spot, yes. Um, well, um, I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, I you should see his face. I wish bit. you could see his face right now. <laughs> well, it's it's hard. We we have a pact not to reveal personal uh, information on the radio, so we like to be a, a little bit more generic. Yeah. So, uh, so that makes it a little hard to phrase the questions. Uh, uh, I can warn you that I am going to make up another consent form. Okay. <clears throat> and uh, <laughs> I think that would be fun. Are you up for filling out another consent form? Oh yeah, I like I like to I like it when you make me nervous. <laughs> okay, so back at you, girl. Make up a consent form. Okay. Oh, for you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now look who's nervous. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I'm excited. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I look like a little nervousness. I think I think that I'm always interested in trying to turn things around. This day and age, we're trying to get to equality so much quicker. You know, it's been evolving. It's been smoldering it's been moving along we had the women's march um i'd it's like time. you to step out there a little bit more in our own relationship okay and you know if i'm writing out a consent form then you certainly could do one as well okay and i think i would challenge other couples to do the same to create to one for to each other where you are with your partnership where what are they thinking get, get more information a little bit more real-time information about where they're at. I think relationship checkups are really important, you know, to have those oasis uh, uh, on a regular basis so that you can check in with each other to make sure that everybody's okay and that you're both happy. And if you're feeling happy in your relationship, please tell each other, you know, reveal that, you that you are having a blast in this relationship that this relationship means uh what it means to you and your how your partner does turn you on and how happy you are to be in this relationship with them because you know we we, we make these assumptions that our partner knows what we're thinking but we really aren't mind readers i i absolutely yeah. and, and i i like the idea of cutting back on our screen time a little bit in the evening okay because we sit there looking at each other going what do you want to do? Yeah. So next Tuesday, we're going to be talking about sex and social media. So we're going to bring it up, uh, talking about Tumblr, has sex on social media, dick pics, um, violence, seduction, all that good, yummy stuff that's happening on social media. Mark and I are going to be talking about it. Is social media the new local bar? <laughs> it might just be. So thanks for another great show, babe. It was fun, dear. All right. And remember to tune in later. You can catch us in the podcast, the Sexy Lifestyle Network. And thank you to Sibian for being our partnership in uh, in sexual the sexual revolution. Absolutely. All right. Have a great week. We'll be back next Tuesday. Until then, love hard, laugh more, and kiss longer. 
Hey, sexy people. If you're ready to start your sexual evolution, we've got some amazing prizes to give away. Some of the great prizes include Womanizer, the most advanced pleasure product for stronger, longer, and more intense orgasms. SDC.com is giving away a lifetime membership to the sexiest online community of open-minded people. Touch from experience, warm. It warms your personal lube, then automatically dispenses it with a wave of your hand. And we can't forget Throws of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket. Keep your bed dry no matter how wet it gets. For your chance to win one of these amazing prizes, simply send us an email at info at with the word contest in the subject line. Your name will be entered into the weekly drawing and remember to visit our website regularly for a list of the winners and more information about all the amazing prizes and sponsors. Go to the sexylifestyle.com contest page and enter as often as you like. Thank you for joining us this week for the Conscious Living Show. Be sure to join Dr. Nancy, Dr. Mark, and their guests next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Have a healthy, sexy week in every way. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. Mystery Vibe is where the best of humanity and technology combust into your pleasure. Personalized, the world's first body-adapting vibrator. Crescendo adapts, bends, wraps, and vibrates in your every curve and crevice. Use solo, duo, trio, or more. And with an app control that commands your pleasure across 12 presets. Oh, and you can even make your own vibration. Crescendo is adored by all, from feminists to Forbes. Go to mysteryvibe.com now for your pleasure. Personalized. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry, no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the Stay Dry Barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throes of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now.